What's good, everyone? You're listening to WPNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. We are a student-run, nonprofit radio station based out of North Carolina State University. I'm Plover, and this is Off the Record. I am very fortunate here to be with the one and only Suki Waterhouse. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm very, very good. Well, who are you, and uh, kind of where are you from? It knows who you are with a great uh, couple sentence elevator pitch. I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very English. I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from uh, I'm from London and uh, I was born in grew up in a place called Chiswick which is sort of kind of 20 minutes outside of actual London so sort of suburban enough but uh, close close enough to London to be able to like you know like run out the door and hop on a bus and <laughs> and uh, be able to get back in the morning without your parents time. Thanks well that, that is a thing which is again so um, so what exactly are you doing around the North Carolina parts? I am, I'm, I'm, well, I've been on, I've been on tour, I guess, for the, for the last two months, um, with, with Father John Misty. Do you know Father John Misty? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm somehow kind of, uh, somehow, somehow, yeah, I've been, we've been all around North America. Um, he's, uh. He he's been in in a lovely, lo- lovely buses, and I've been in the craziest, like somehow the the most craziest broken down bus you've ever seen in your life, which doesn't have enough beds in it or or kind of water or anything like that. So I've just I've had the full brilliant North American <laughs> tour um, the last two months, and t- and tonight I tonight we're in um in Durham for the last show, which is and Durham's actually a really special place to me. Um, because this is where I uh, actually made my first album. Oh, really? Yeah, um, I made it with with uh, Brad Cook. I don't know if you know him. He's uh, he's he's produced. He 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 was kind of like he was. I wasn't actually kind of ever connected to him from knowing anyone. Um, but he was somebody like in my ether in a lot of ways. He used to um, he used to be uh, Sharon Vanetton's guitarist, and I'm a huge fan of Sharon Vanetton. Um, and he he's produced with her. He's produced with Bon Iver. He's he produced um, the Wackahatchee album, uh, Snail Mail, and so um, and and actually a, a band a band called uh, His Golden Messenger. And it was it was that album that he produced with him that I just kept listening to constantly. And when I was thinking about how to, um, you know how how to the next steps with with these recordings that I had from like. The last couple of years, um, it was the song "Cat's Eye Blue" by His Golden Messenger that I kept listening to, and and um, I saw that it was produced by Brad Cook, and I managed to get him on the phone, and then and uh, somehow through a bit of I think I think uh, I had I had one other friend that he'd worked with uh, Dave Sittick from TV on the radio, and I th- I got Dave to kind of you know push him too, and uh, and then I ended up I ended up being in in Durham for two weeks. Yeah, uh, so uh, uh, we're we're all big fans of his Golden Messenger here for sure. Well, great uh, local artist. Um, well, do they inspire you or like any other like artists that kind of inspired like I guess the sound off of that record? Yeah, I loved I loved the kind of I loved like the kind of brain cave that I felt. I felt like when I was listening to that record that I was like disappearing down someone's brain cave in this very like in this yeah in this kind of it kind of felt quite like David Lynch as well and um and uh I love I love like the sounds of 
I was kind of looking for something that I think that that record sort of felt like the like a table you know like when you're pulling a tablecloth and there's like a little bit extra that you got to pull up pull out and uh, it, it felt like it, and that yeah sorry my brain uses quite strange analogies but that 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 was um that made perfect sense thank you <laughs> um that yeah that that was who um I'd been listening to constantly and um when me and Brad when me and Brad sort of talked on the phone before I even met him because it's quite it's quite a strange thing to not meet somebody and and I'd been quite like I'd, I'd actually I worked with like a bunch of different producers because you know I didn't I didn't um I didn't really like come from uh I, I didn't really haven't really like known a lot of people to work with because um I started I started my like early career in life like actually not in music so it's sort of been like the last um the last year uh is when I yeah when I made my record and things like you know it was like a kind of surprise to me that um yeah that I would even be like performing live or going on tour or anything like that awesome so yeah well, what inspired this kind of like shift towards music well I have I had been writing for a long time I think probably since I remember, yeah, 16, 17, and I was always, you know, when I was, like, younger or whatever, I was always doing, like, every everything that, you, you know, that was kind of, like, where I thought I would, thought, thought I would be, and then my life, like, took a very different, uh, it took, like, a very different path, I think, like, I was a very angsty, angsty, kind of angry, anxious teenager, and, uh, I think I like really yeah I really I it, it was I, I wanted to like run out the house and I ran the first thing I ran into was was like modeling and um I started doing that and then that kind of that kind of I had like um I yeah I had a, I had a few years where that was kind of like marginally did, I did pretty good at that for for a while um and like my life yeah I think my life became quite like quite public quite young and there was a lot of chaos <laughs> um, and in that chaos I think oh yeah it was also, it was like that kind of painful thing of like trying to trying to grow up and like just make all of the mistakes of you know like dating the wrong people and um yeah creating uh have it yeah having like a um very destructive like quite a destructive kind of path for a long time and I think the the one thing that I that I had the whole time was uh being able to go and write music and I would do it I would do I would I would do it all the time and it was like the one thing that that also just didn't it didn't have like it was it was nobody nobody else was like involved in that in that in that time um, so I was just writing and writing and then uh, I remember I put the first I put the first song out it's called Brutally in 2016 and that was when that was like when one day I was like oh, yeah, and sorry can I say I shouldn't should I, I can censor okay it sorry I, I should, uh, when I yeah when I just thought like what's you know what have what have you got to lose at this point like just put your first put put a song up there like put got distro kid on made a video uh, put it out and and then and and that was and from there I started putting out one every year, and um, 
and from these like little um yeah like little it, it was like I, I, I kind of incrementally got a little bit more confident putting music out um and it was just always this like big weight after that and and it and you know I, there still wasn't um there, there was like it, I, I kind of gathered I think this small group but like like it was like a I guess like a yeah like a small group of us people that that were finding finding out about the music and to be honest like I that they, they they were also the ones that like helped my confidence to get to a place where I was like it's a you know I I, I, I can put this out like it's um but there was yeah there was a ton of like fear and anxiety and insecurity about like you know you're you're like you're just like a model da, da, da. like you please don't do this and I totally get that and it's still and it's still like something that um yeah that I think it's like yeah, that, that kind of thing doesn't really go it doesn't away, really yeah. go away where yeah but everyone is you know I you just you basically just realize that everyone's everyone feels like a hack and an imposter and we're all winging it so I just wanted to swallow you know, full I, I understand like early, uh, later this year, you're, you're dropping like a, an EP of like older stuff. Is that like kind of coming out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Milk Teeth. And that's, um, that, yeah, that's, that's, um, those are the songs that were really kind of the, um, they were like, yeah, I, I like thinking of them as like, I have like my baby teeth. Uh, but those, yeah, those were like the first songs that I, I really like, um, wrote and put out. And they, they kind of didn't really ever get, um, that they were sort of yeah they were put put out just like myself and and um they didn't it, it's funny actually like with one of the songs from that EP um like seven years later just and it's it's fun I I can't believe that it happened to me but like it went it blew up on on TikTok and Whoa, yeah. it, it's 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 the strangest thing like I didn't even have the app and then the song that I'd written seven years ago was suddenly like it went to number one in the in the state, like crazy, okay. crazy. Um, so now, so yeah, these old songs that um, that are like actually my favorite favorite yeah. ones. I think it's always kind of like hard to reenact like what you were making when you were in like you know your when you were like making music in your apartment and yeah. literally just doing it out of when you when you're in like the worst crappiest place in your life like those 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 songs are really like special to me so so um yeah i i'm really lucky that now, now we get to release them on vinyl and, and they didn't accidentally get deleted off a random hard drive but yeah <laughs> we, well we do love that. yeah exactly well when i got when i when i um i i made that the out the current album with uh the one with brad cook and um uh, I made that independently and I didn't, you know, think that I was going to find a label or anything. And then um, when I made it, that then Sub Pop found out about it. And that's when we, we uh, when I went to Sub Pop, we were a great label. Like, I'm very, very lucky to be with them. Um, but, but you know, it was kind of like, oh, let's have a clean slate and clean everything off and like delete all the old stuff, all, all the old stuff. And it's like, oh God, I'm so glad that we didn't. Cause now like my biggest, the biggest song that I'll probably ever have is, is one of the, one of the oldest ones. So that's a kind of cool thing about, uh, it's like kind of cool thing about the internet, I guess at the moment. It's like, you, you don't really know when, 
you know, when when your older music like the yeah, or, kind of or when like running up that hill becomes number one just out of nowhere. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you did mention you have a new new album. Well, new for this year coming out. Um. I I can't let go. Uh. I was, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, can you tell us kind of a little bit about like I guess thematically what what that album really is? Um. I can't let go. Is. It was really like, I think. I think like everything that. Um, everything that, that that album kind of encompasses, I think, was about, um, it was like centered around uh, a relationship that, that I had in my early 20s, which was like very, um, that I think that I think that like, it, it, yeah, I think, I think it was my reaction to not being able to speak about this relationship that was like incredibly difficult and actually like for probably for like yeah for like the good part of my 20s it, to to be honest I've been kind of trying to um to, to understand it and, and 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 as I get older um as I get older like I've been much more able to see that like actually when I was writing this album it was like I was very locked into the constraints the constraints that like kind of narcissism and being with someone that's like incredibly like kind of sociopathic to be honest like um and how long that how how, how like that it, it stayed with me for a long time and yeah I guess even even until I was putting that record out it was all about like how I won't be able to let go and I wanted to write all these songs that were that kept me that kept me being able to like re like basically to be able to like sing about this relationship all the time and like like kind of go over it constantly and then music has like a really magical way of working because I really like I really believe in this like if that if you can like I think I was needling myself constantly and like a and so, and sometimes from making the music like I could start singing a song and it, I wouldn't feel the same things anymore and then but then, then there's always this like doorway open. I think sometimes on stage you like catch yourself like, oh, that bit hasn't gone yet. And, and it hits you again. But um, yeah, I think I was really, I was like really needling myself. Um, it was like, a, yeah, I was trying to like, yeah, trying to try and um, like excavate myself to, to try and find out like, I, and I felt like I would not be able to, it felt like I was just like stuck in this machine that was like that it was never like I wasn't going to be able to like break out of it and that is yeah that's the incredible thing about about music and like I I got to like externalize it and I think memorialize it too in this in this record and um I really feel like it gave me this huge gift because like it, it I really think there's there's something it's not just like putting it out I think like other I really do believe in like the energy of it and and how how like things in real life will suddenly like be shown to you and through through like the art that you've made it sounds like really woo woo but like but whatever I'm trying to say is that like somehow from putting this record on like out like so many things became like very clear to me very like shown to me and and I have been able to 
like so cheesy yeah it's i think it has it has been it's been let go being cliches are true that's yes it's super cliche it's all true it's cheesy um but that's also like a it's an interesting one to like externalize because it's not like a like a break like a breakup song it's not like a love song it's weird like kind of like just relationships on the that must have been interesting to like i guess write about like turning that in like a, a verse or chorus about like a, I guess a time in your life that's like kind of complicated. Um, a a vast record. Wait, what, what, what are you talking about? Uh, I just meant like turning like a weird time into like how like a song structure works mm -hmm. and like that. That was, like, must have been an interesting one to like kind of yeah. kind of get out there. Yeah, some of the some of some of the songs I think like a lot. I think sometimes like the way I write is kind of sitting down. Um usually like sitting down at the piano and I, I will just like let a stream of consciousness come for like yeah. at least like yeah like sit 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 there for at least like half an hour if you're going to just do one and 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 see what comes out of there and then sometimes songs sometimes like something will move you so quickly that like uh, like a night spent with one person is like I, uh, there's a song called this place on the world where i remember i literally like went home or like when even went to like the bathroom or something and wrote down everything this person had said everything we talked about and and that was like the entire song okay. I, I was like i don't want to uh change it from this and like every it has to fit and um and uh yeah i love i love writing about so, so, so it was like actual like sentences like that was like exchanged it was just like yeah it was it was like sentences that exchanged or like what we talked about yeah. and like things that things that he'd said things that i'd said um but kind of, it was just like, yeah, it was like the the next morning, just like, oh, this is what happened. <laughs> wow, that that that's a new one for for how to write songs. It's really cool. Um, let's see, what exactly? I I, I remember going through your album, listening and wondering what exactly a Melrose meltdown is. I, I saw that phrase, I didn't really know <laughs> uh, what that one meant. Um, a Melrose meltdown, I guess, <laughs> for me was um. Well, I, I went and I went and lived I went and lived in LA when I was um, 21 and uh, yeah I, I, I basically like kind of I kind of left I kind of left yeah I left like London and yeah. and went and lived with um, a boyfriend there for for like two years I was for, and uh, and I, yeah I'd never been to I think like America had been kind of like this mythland that I really, you know, like for English people, it's kind of like you think of the States as like when you're growing up, it's like Disneyland or something that's like, yeah. you know, you have, you, it's in movies and you have a, have pictures of New York on your, on your, on your wall and stuff like that. It's all very <laughs> cringe, but, um, <laughs> but that was, uh, that was, um, yeah, the, the first few years that I spent in LA, um, and kind of the, the epic meltdown breakup um which was like incredibly dramatic at the time and like um yeah involved a lot of um like running out of hotels and living you know like that kind of um that kind of scenery so um that yeah melrose meltdown was was a kind of like a was was like kind of yeah the the slogan for like the image that i had of myself or what was true of like kind of running running down Marrows avenue um just crying a lot <laughs> i 
I see Melrose as a place in LA. That all tracks out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, did not, I had not heard of Melrose. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Gosh, Melrose having it. Um, you also, as um, I understand, released a music video for your song Nostalgia recently. Mm-hmm. That felt like a really cool, like, like a very like ethereal, like. Oh, where, was, it, was it Ireland? Was it, was it it was in Ireland, yeah. yeah. So my fun. friend Fruz, well, this is actually our fifth. This is our fifth music video together, and um, she, we actually met. We met. Uh, we met in LA years ago, but um, but she has recently moved to Ireland because um, she got a gorgeous, like gorgeous boyfriend there, and she's like packed up and moved to Ireland. She's always like, "You've got to come to Ireland." So we we shot the video in the middle of of this tour. Actually, we all had a week oh, off yeah. and. And um and and uh, we went to Ireland and we wanted to we wanted to make something that kind of we it's it's it, it follows quite a story we were kind of very into um, thinking about like Orpheus crossing the sticks and um, Wuthering Heights and really really we were like making a video that I I kind of wanted to I think like during the pandemic that was when I wrote the song and it kind of it started to feel like ever like you know when like everyone from your past like started reaching out and everything felt everything before pandemic feels like nostalgic to me it's like really like a just an entirely different time of like how we how we all were i don't know if you yeah, felt no, like yeah this has been like a decade in like the past like two years yeah yeah, yeah. for sure and um yeah and also just like yeah kind of like people rising from the woodwork that you like haven't thought about you know like the people that kind of maybe like hold a fame for you in some way so that was when I wrote the song and I kind of yeah I started thinking about like uh, that feeling that I was having um that that people have been like feeling this for so long and I got I got very into the I I kind of was researching nostalgia and I didn't I didn't know that it used to be considered medically as a disease um yeah it's crazy and and people you you know and and people um people experience it even in their you know people you can experience it even in your own hometown or if you've never moved it's kind of like i think it started happening a lot when there was like industrial revolution things started changing so much um but yeah i i wanted i wanted to make a video that kind of like it's it's it kind of feel it's very like dramatic and and kind of cheesy in a way and I wanted that I kind of was looking for that in the video I want I wanted it to sort of feel like when your like face gets red and misty and there's a lump in your throat and um there's like a song that you still have like on tape or something that yeah. that's like nearly broken that you know in the car that you still have that yeah. Uh, the, those are the very nostalgic moments, yeah, for sure. That, like, at the time, were probably weird, and looking back, are probably weird. But now that there's more years between them, they're they're kind of wow. I kind of miss that, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, you're also like you have like movies coming out, question mark. That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we uh, love that. Something premiered at TIFF recently. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was um that was Darlingland, yeah. yeah awesome. Um. That was great. I, I, I've worked with Mary Herring. Um, do you know who Mary, do you know Mary Herring? She did a, she, she directed American Psycho. I, yes, yes. And, and I did another movie with her like a couple of years ago, but, um, yeah, this one, this one's Darley Land with Ben Kingsley in it, which was, I mean, getting to work with him was yeah. unbelievable. Just watching him, watching him act and getting to be in scenes with him. Crazy. But yeah, that, that was, a. Uh, 
that was great and that yeah that just premiered at TIFF and um and then I'm in yeah I've got the I've got a show next year called Daisy Jones and the Six which is um which is a yeah a great a great book that um it's coincidentally all about a band so my my two my two worlds like really really collided into each other we and there was it was an incredible experience actually because Blake Mills um has written all the music for it and made made a 12 song album for the show um and then we they they had us rehearsing this is really rare for, for tv or movies to to say like oh you know we want we want you to rehearse for months and months and months and then it, it got pushed so we came back so we probably did about six months of um in a, in a, in sound city studios which is like where fleetwood mac wow. met we had like crazy legends making music like recording the albums just in the next studios and um all of us were in there uh yeah getting uh, yeah, get, getting really good and, and it was a great opportunity for me because they were like I play Karen so I play the pianist mm -hmm. so I was um yeah learning piano for six months and like went from really not playing that much to being able to do like bark pieces which then obviously like you know they, they get you to learn and then they're like well ah, actually we're cutting that bit <laughs> but it's great either yeah. way <laughs> yeah the, the, the memories were made for sure um and um, you mentioned earlier you're on a tour. That tour is kind of, I guess, uh, wrapping up right around now. Um, in I guess in the south, you're playing Atlanta last night. How was that? Atlanta last night. This is our last night tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, tomorrow. And you played the Ryman recently. That's that's crazy. Yeah, we played the Ryman. <laughs> yeah, two nights ago we played the Ryman. I know. I couldn't believe it. Actually, it was. Well, I, I none of this stuff has really like sunk in yet. It's so. It's 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 crazy to me. Like and and also you know being with Father John Misty, like I've probably been playing three hundred max like rooms, like three about three hundred, and then and also not for that long. And then and then like our first day was uh, Red Rocks. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Red <laughs> Rocks. Yeah, so it's it's literally just been like oh I'm on a tour of like every iconic huge place like. Radio City Hall, oh my goodness, like the Ryman, like wow. Um and, and it's yeah, it's been it's been it's been really great as well because because you know, like most of the time uh that you yeah, you're you're supporting someone else. So you're going you're going into rooms where like most you know, some people come and see for you, but like most people aren't. And that was that's a, that's been a great actually like a really, really valuable um kind of way, way to to go into this stuff I think because it's kind of like yeah learn, like I'm I'm really really at the beginning of my whole of, of all of this and um yeah I'm like learning a lot about what makes a good show and that's like a lot of love tricks like um flow or the, there's so many things that I'm really excited to take away from from this first tour and um for, for the next ones i'm gonna i'm gonna go to i've got europe uh a europe tour in november and, and you're headlining that one right that, that'll be that'll be headline yeah and it's also only a week so it's a little different like just yeah use all those tricks for sure and, and uh, I, i've seen father john missy live it was very great and i'm, I'm sure you uh, i learned a lot <laughs> oh my goodness isn't he incredible 
I, he's, he's such a good dancer. <laughs> he's such a good dancer, and he does. It's it's like it's like annoying how good a dancer he is. He's like just naturally. He's like very very good at just like his feet are always tapping in this beautiful way. He's like lightly gyrating in all the right places. It's it's stunning, and also his voice is like the you know for like two hours he's just impeccably smooth yeah. crooner. Nice. <laughs> um. See, I really like your Twitter account for all massive and oh, do, do you do like make the memes yourself? I do make the memes my myself. I, uh... <laughs> I do make the memes myself. I just wait I like it's been it's it's actually great just lying on the lying on the bus because <laughs> I get to get to have like hours of time on uh, like making making all the memes. But yeah, sometimes I, I, I usually I kind of make all of them and then um I'll just like spunk them all too quickly in one go, but um yeah, I love, I, 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 yeah, I, I enjoy, I enjoy being on Twitter. Like, I, I wasn't really active for like years, and, and then, um, I don't know. I think like a lot. I think a lot of stuff like around music. Like, I was very like, I was very like, um, I was like, I, I did spend a lot of my early twenties like very afraid to send a tweet or like you know the social media stuff and like drive it. It does like drive you crazy like, I think it drives everyone a little bit crazy and um yeah I felt like in the last few years I just was like oh it's just like you know we can just be it's a, be silly and fun and that's kind of been nice yeah because when you first said you enjoyed being on Twitter like uh, the only happy Twitter person but yeah yeah no that that, <laughs> that that does make sense yeah it's kind of like a cleansing thing or something yeah um we are coming out around time now is there anything else you wanted to discuss Anything else that I would like to discuss? I, I think we've had, I think we've pretty, I think we've covered most of it. Yeah, yeah. That, is there anything else you'd like? You um, oh, I was going to ask this. Yeah. Um, I, I've noticed for uh, a lot of British artists, kind of like slip into an American accent on like recording. Did you mm. like consciously like notice that like happening? I think yeah, it's just from listening to so many like yeah. the people that I like. Like I, I love Lucinda Williams. Like I literally follow her around, go and see all her shows. Like I love Lucinda Williams. I, I'm so not her, but you know, like I love Cheryl Crow. Like Alanis Morissette, she's Canadian, but um, Fiona Apple, people like that. I think it just, yeah, I think it just happens. Um, and I also have tried. I did, I did this song recently, which was like, I was just making it the other day, and it's like all these kind of the I did it in an entirely like my accent which is pretty like it's pretty British and um it sounds so silly like <laughs> I think like a few words here and there but like the whole thing is just quite quite overwhelming yeah I think it just happens naturally okay <laughs> yeah a... should I try for the next record to just go just go, go full, full English yeah, yeah. That, that, that could be the name of the record, Fully English. We mentioned a Twitter account, so if you want to let people know like where to find your music on like, your social media. Um, my Instagram handle is Suki Waterhouse, my Twitter is also Suki Waterhouse, and my Spotify is uh, Suki Waterhouse. Um, well, yeah, thank you so much for talking. So thank you. Thank I appreciate you all tuning in, and you can check out all the interviews I and everyone here does at wknc.org slash podcast, and click on Off the Record. I'm DJ Plover, and I've been here with Suki Waterhouse on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Bromley.